Hey, singles only podcast, friends, friends, listeners. Paul Farber here. I'm your host. On this episode, I have comedian Ben Flint. I recorded this while I was in Oklahoma doing shows uh, midsummer, end of July, early August. So fun, fun episodes, fun, fun shows. This one was a fun one. Uh, interesting story. Ben has a really cool backstory uh, about how he recently became single. Um, and uh, ladies, he's single and ready to mingle. Maybe not ready to mingle yet, but hey, everyone has a different journey. Ben's was uh, was an interesting one. Um, check him out, Ben Flint. And uh, also, if you haven't already, please give us a review, subscribe, tell your friends, share Tell people about this podcast. Why not? If you like it, if you listen to more than one episode, tag us on there. Tell people. Email me, pfarvar.gmail.com. If you uh, want to talk about some episodes you liked in the past, I'm going to do another review episode soon. I haven't done one since the 200th, I think. Um, and uh, paulfcomedy.com for my upcoming tour dates. And also my YouTube page, Paul F. Comedy. Revamping some stuff soon got some good news coming up hopefully yeah and also please please check out our sponsors uh, i say it a lot and it means a lot to me when you do check them out because it keeps this podcast free no patreon for me as of now before i succumbed to the pressures of getting netflix and hulu I was an avid reader. I still am, but I'm behind on my books. I used to read a bunch of books, mostly memoirs, biographies, uh, nonfiction stuff. And uh, as you all know, one of my favorite books is uh, Perfect Pain by Param Parastran, a good friend of mine. Uh, it's an awesome memoir about, and it's a true story um, about how he fled Iran as a child and uh, lived up this perfect life that we all uh, are sold um, as a multimillionaire, uh, successful businessman, but he had a underlying pain and issues that he had not resolved. And this is what he did on his journey. It's an amazing book. Um, I, I can't tell you how awesome it is. If you haven't read it already, I strongly recommend it. And, and I still have some free books to give away too. So for you listeners, subscribers, if you give us a five-star review, I will send you a free book. I've got about seven left right now. Um, and uh, it's, it's a great book, perfectpain.com, available on Amazon. It has been discounted uh, because he wants to get rid of his batch of books. Perfectpain.com or go to Amazon, get the book. And if you've read the book already, give him a review too. Um, we want to give him the far of our bump. Um, perfectpain.com by Param Parastron um, or message me and I can maybe send you a book for the right price for free. No, I'm just kidding. Perfectpain.com. <laughs> time for another edition of singles only podcast i'm your host paul farver as always there is no voice of reason on this episode because i am traveling in the fine exotic town of oklahoma city for this episode um very funny uh guest i i heard his story uh we did some shows together he's hilarious and he also has a great great backstory that we're gonna have to talk about uh tonight because i think it's one of the a unique story of singlehood uh comedian ben flint did i say that right yeah <laughs> i just i like to say that to people that have very regular easy names because my name is so fucked up that people are just like 
did I say it right? I'm like, yeah, I told you how to say it. So yeah. of course you did. Yeah, mine but, isn't mine isn't spelled out phonetically on the intro like yours is. <laughs> yeah, people when I don't do that, oh my god, people there's too many letters in my name, so people like are like far I'm like just far var. And then like, oh, it's so easy. I'm like, yeah, I know. But yeah. it's the one thing that I'm like, I don't care about any of my credits. Just say my name right. Yeah, they That's, have it spelled out as far of R. I told, I did that. Okay, yeah. Because here they've always been good. Looney Bins and all the clubs are really good. But some cities you get into and they just, they don't listen to any of this stuff. Right. And like, they they ask you for everything, like your, your uh, credits and stuff. And, cred- and I'm like, I feel like if I give them less, then they'll focus on the name. But I've done it both ways where I give everything and then I'm just like, whatever. It doesn't matter. No one knows who I am. Way. Right. right. It, only, it only bothers me because I have relatives here and then they they notice it. And I'm like, oh, it's their name too. Like, let's sure. just get it right. But anyway. Anyway. That's not why we're here. We're here because you're single. Yes. Recently single. Yes. Within you, the last year and a half. Yes. So you have an interesting story. You were recently divorced. Yeah. And... You lived in Atlanta, moved to LA. Yeah, I started comedy in Atlanta in 2002. Okay. And uh, like any good open micer, I did one open mic, uh, had a good response, and thought it was time to move to LA. LA or New York, right yeah, away. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I just recently <laughs> lost my job in Atlanta. And there, I did that's one, God's will. Right, right. And so I did, I did the open mic at the punchline, did really well, came back the next week, uh, Jeff Foxworthy came into town and um, trumped the open mic, and so we didn't have the open mic that week. I stuck around, watched Foxworthy. Yeah, like, I could and, do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And so I called, I called up my called up my grandparents who lived in Los Angeles and said, uh, "Hey, can I come live with you for free and pursue idiotic stand up comedy?" And they said, "Sure." So I drove out there, and I mean, I kind of flirted with it for about a year and a half. And like I was telling you, I just really I couldn't make the economics work. Like yeah. a lot of people who go out there on a whim, you know, after you, one open you, mic. Yeah, yeah you, you you learn later that you know you're supposed to go to L.A. with at least twenty five grand in your pocket if you want to make it through that first year. So yep. well, I had a good living situation. It was just too far away from all the mics, and it was yeah, yeah. It was just it was just it's too hard stressful. to get stage time there too, even if you have credits, right. It's and, just a whole nother beast. And it's not like New York where the mics are all, you can do four or five a night. And, it's yeah. like four or five a week and they're all spread out. And yeah, you got to know folks or you got to pay for stage right. time or whatever. So. And then when you move, when you're out of town or they love you, but then when you move there, it's, you're, everyone is like, oh, now you're a competition. Yeah, it's exactly. really weird. I get it, but it's, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I just, I've, I've loved LA the way that I've had to live it so far. But anyway, right. so you're in LA living with your grandparents, and then somehow you end up in Oklahoma. Why is that? Well, I was I was about to move. I was about to give up on comedy. Go and back move, to Atlanta. No, no, go back to Arizona, which Arizona. is where I'm, where I'm uh, originally from. And so I had some money saved up. I was going to move back to Arizona, back to Tucson, where I knew people. And, you know, I had a degree, and I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just try something. We're just, at, least, at least there I know people. And in the meantime, I get an email from this girl, say, hey, I'm marrying your friend. Uh, we want you to be a groomsman in the wedding. You're uh, marrying your friend. Yeah, she she said I'm marrying your your friend. Why didn't uh, your friend? Message we you? were kind of on the outs at that. Point. Uh, we had kind of we had kind of had a falling, falling out, out. Uh, the years before, but they still wanted me in the wedding. So, but she made the call on behalf of your friend. Right. She gets my email address from him, I guess, or from somebody, and emails me and says, "Hey, I need you know." She's asking me for my tux sizes so that we can, you know get get the tux and yeah, be, yeah. be in the wedding and say okay 
fine, whatever. Sure. I can, yeah, I'll, I'll go do it. And, uh, your friend was in Atlanta, Atlanta with you originally? Or? No, he was, uh, he was at the time active duty air force deployed. Okay. How did you, how were you guys friends then? We were friends from working at Burger King back in the early nineties together. In Tucson? In Tucson. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so hilarious. we were, we had been long to, by that point, we, you know, we had known each other for 10 or 11 years and, uh, he had lived with me for a short time in Tucson. And then, like I said, we had a falling out and whatever. So they end up meeting because she's also in the Air Force and I am now too. Um, anyway, they end up meeting on deployment and end up getting engaged and said they're going to get married and want me in the wedding and some of our other friends from Tucson. And so I'm like, sure, sure, whatever. And then this is back and this is, so this is like, this is like 02. Okay. This is like, the heyday of the AOL chat room. Sure. And where you could make your own little private group, kind of right. like you'd have a group text now. You had an AOL little, you could yeah, create a I'm group. I'm familiar. Yeah. We're and the that's, same age demo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's how, that's the Dane Cook story, right? Is he's like the original social media comedian. MySpace and he, all that He was that the crap. first yeah, yeah. one to go on AOL and like he got, got all these all girls these to come. Yeah, all these girls to come to his shows. So anyway, it's at the height of that. So me and her and my other friends from Tucson, we would get in these group chats a couple times a week and just bullshit and give each other a hard time and talk about old times and she's trying to get to know Roy, her future husband's husband through friend. us oh yeah so she's kind of like you know get, getting to know us and getting trying to get to know him in the same kind of way and then it all kind of cools off and then one day she tells us that the wedding's off and they're not getting married and i'm like oh okay and then just her and i kept talking and separate from the group separate from in your the group. own little aol world. yeah or we were i think we were texting or talking on the phone it said yeah texting was just barely starting like right it was yeah it was like you're still pressing a button three times to get you know one one letter did this did you at any time before this reconnect with your friend roy or whatever no. okay no so you're you're still just talking to his his ex-fiance right okay and uh we, I, I end up staying in, in LA a little longer than I planned, and her and I end up having these, you know, couple hour phone conversations and really getting to know each other. And um, then I ended up going to Tucson for another friend's wedding, and she came and met me there. They invited her too, so we ended up kind of attending this wedding together. It was kind of like our first date, and um, came to find out she really didn't like me. And, but I liked her. And so we just, you know, we had fun at the wedding. Or Wait, whatever. why did she go to the wedding with you indirectly as a date if she didn't like you? Well, we had she never, was invited anyway. she wasn't, we had never really met in person. I guess okay. she wasn't like physically attracted to me. Gotcha. Or so she kind of liked me on the phone as a friend or, or, or texting. Right. Or but you liked her as more at this point. Yeah. I mean, I liked her when, when I met her. And right. So. Well, not when you met you when you, when you met her on AOL. Right. right. We, we, when I, Virtually met. Right. And then I, I liked her when, we, when, I, when I saw her in person. And so then uh, after, the, after that weekend, she goes back to Oklahoma. I go back to L.A. And I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And I was persistent. I kept, kept calling her. We kept having conversations, kept texting. And eventually we hooked up and I went out to Oklahoma for her, her graduation from college. Mm -hmm. And um, we connected and it went from there. And then pretty soon um, we met again in Tucson for a, a Pearl Jam concert. And 
Always fucking Pearl Jam. Yeah. Ruins everything. Yeah. 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 And I ended up uh, proposing that weekend. After two, after just seeing each other. Twice. Twice. Yeah. And she said. And she said yes. Okay. So this is in June. How, what's the age difference between you? Five years. Okay. I was, I was 29. She was 24 when we got married. Yeah. And so after, after meeting each other uh, twice in person, we get engaged and that doesn't sound like a good idea well it worked though it worked for 15 years or at least i thought it was yeah uh so yeah so i moved i moved to uh to oklahoma and for her for her for her why did you guys choose this place i was done with la at that point and i knew i mean i was living with my grandparents and i knew if if she moved to la we'd both have to get three jobs in order to just survive it's easier to live here way easier she was here she was already here her family was here i'm not super close with my family who was in tucson anyway so there was really no point in staying in la it would have just been frustrating and awful so i didn't want to get off on a bad foot so moved out here we get moved out here in august got married um I got a job at a department store. She got a job with a, a collection agency for a mortgage company. And we're just, you know, both making 10 or 11 bucks an hour, just newly married and figuring each other out and figuring out what we're going to do and be. And she had known I had done comedy and I went and, I went and did the Looney Bin open mic. Um, probably like in the first couple months we were married. Mm-hmm. And the Looney Bin at the time was pretty new. And so I went and did it and went up and did okay. And but I was like, I maybe I just need to be done. You know, this isn't the responsible married husband thing to do. I just am not going to do this anymore. And so I, I, I gave it up. I threw all my stuff out and just, I'm just going to. Your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of equipment. Your, your co- jokes. You mean? Jokes. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm throwing away my costume that I have on stage. Yeah. All my, my props. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got Jeff rid of Fox my microphone. poster. I got rid of my microphone tattoo. I got yeah. that removed. <laughs> yeah, mine's still on me. Yeah, well yeah. done. Yeah, you'll learn <laughs> <laughs> soon. Yeah, and so uh, and it just kind of put it to bed. And we just just I ended up getting um, a small acting job in a out at Frontier City working in the gunfight show. So I was still kind of involved in show business, comedy adjacent. Comedy adjacent. Yeah, working on a day job. Working married. At, yeah, happy. It, yeah, didn't have kids for five years. We really, I mean, we had a, a, a good time together the first five years. Just getting, we moved yeah. to several different places within the state and uh, had our first kid when I was 35 and had my son when I was 40 and now I'm 46. And Okay, so after you had two kids, what, how did it fall apart? I don't know. Okay. Three kids, actually. Three, okay. Yeah, we've got three. And... Uh, November of 2018, about two weeks before Thanksgiving, we had some little argument about something that I guess she saw the opportunity to end things, which, yeah. I, get, which, which I later found out she had probably been planning for a while and uh, said we had no chemistry and it felt like we were just roommates and I was just shell-shocked. I mean, I was just... Did you propose like sort of uh, like ther- group couples therapy I or anything? I proposed everything, Paul. Yeah. Like I was like, I mean. You, you wanted to, to, to work. I, I, you talk about 
like groveling, blubbering, yeah. begging. Sure. I mean, I've got three children with this woman and I, th I thought everything was fine for yeah. 15 years and suddenly it's not and I had no clue. And it would have been, you know, and I think back and I was like, you know, if we had gone through two or three really rough years and done a lot of counseling and finally came to a mutual decision, let's it just- It would more sense. It would have made way more sense and I would have been able to- Close to, it out. To, clo to, to, to handle it or to at least accept it. Right. But it was so out of left field and it was so- shocking and traumatic and i've actually i've actually i've actually looked up divorce ptsd because i'm yeah i mean i've gone oh it's real yeah it's real and i i don't and i'm in the air force too so i don't want to diminish battle ps ptsd right. with but i tell you man and i've i've told i've told people that you know how are you doing or what's it feel like or what's going on and i i've i've told people i would have rather one of my parents die really and well, here, you're not that close and, to your family. Well, I, I, I love. Just, no, no, well, here's, <laughs> well, I guess that's all. Here, and here's and here's why I say that. You expect your parents to die. Yeah. Everybody's parents are going to die. Right. You don't expect to be left alone after you know, 15 years yeah. and trying to figure out what you're going to do with three children. I mean, it it was a level of of, of sadness and anxiety shock. and shock that, yeah. like, I mean, there's some days that it's still Fear. that I still don't like. I still don't can't process it did you uh, as you step away now are you guys uh, are uh, amicable in the sense that you it, have a relationship with your kids and uh, even amount of time to see them and all that stuff yeah i mean okay as far as logistically it was probably the most amicable, amicable okay. divorce in history we didn't fight over custody we didn't fight over money we didn't fight over property um, so you're, you have a, a, an adult relationship with this woman still. Yes. But to this day, are you still, do you go back and look at the, before this fight in November, did you, uh, do you go back now and you're like, well, oh yeah, this was a sign. Like, absolutely. Okay. So what were the, were you like, uh, did she, is she involved with another person or is that, was she that is part now. Of, and okay. I, 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 I believe that was happening, that it was happening prior to the divorce. Okay. I think. I think whether it ha whether she acted on it or not, she had already checked out. I will give her the credit of saying I don't believe she was physically involved right. with him, but I believe there but was mentally an emotional she checked out. there was an emotional affair prior to, to right. the divorce, and and did you ever have any sort of emotional or physical uh, escape from the from the from the marriage over that fifteen years or no? No, I like mean work. I what do they call them? Like work, buddies. like workaholic, or, no, work, or like girlfriend. work wives, or yeah, work no, okay. no, there was never anything like that. We were both very against that, and we were, we were like the couple's couple, like we were the couple that every couple wanted to be like, yeah, and uh, rarely fought. When we did, we resolved things pretty easily. Um, in in hindsight or retrospect, I mean, there was there was probably some effort on her part of trying to be the good Christian wife and probably not, probably not vocalizing things she was upset about. Right. Were you guys uh, both religious? We became, I became more religious because of her, because of her. And I had, you know, I had flirted with in and out of Christianity, my whole, you know, childhood. And, and, and I, when I met this girl and I knew she was pretty religious and her parents were, I thought, well, maybe this is a good opportunity for me to like, straighten out and get one with jesus get one with jesus and yeah i got i w 
got baptized and oh wow yeah and just did the your did, kids got baptized yeah well one of them has the other two yeah they're still going to hell but <laughs> <laughs> one for three ain't bad. yeah one for three ain't bad they they you let them not choose to or well they we hadn't gotten I, we're working on it okay gotcha. i i have left the evangelical christian church and i now attend uh um, an episcopal church okay. which is we don't need to get into theology but there's they should have just gone Jew to just piss everybody <laughs> off in this town. Be exactly. like, you want you want fucking hell? I'll show you. Hell. Yeah, yeah, Missy. Uh, let's let's bring the Torah down on their heads. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so in hindsight, sure. And, and once once you think about different arguments or things that were said or things that were done, and uh, I always thought she had a problem with intimacy. Um. And I think everybody does to a certain extent, sure. but um, she basically ended up saying that she was never really attracted to me. And but she said that to you 15 years ago, and she still married you, right? Yeah. So I. So then that makes me feel extra good. Like, well, she settled and then just put up with me for as long <laughs> as she could. <laughs> By now, you know that I'm a lawyer, right? Everyone does, and uh, I, I don't really practice anymore. Although I still have a license, um, but. When I need a lawyer, um, and I do often need a lawyer, um, I contact my friend Scott Shapiro. Um, if you're injured uh, on the job or need compensation, you're entitled to payment for more than you know. A lot of times, companies will try to settle with you so you don't get a lawyer because they don't want you to know all the monies you're entitled to. Uh, Scott Shapiro has been uh, helping injured workers for over 20 years. In addition, his firm handles multiple other cases, including uh, personal injury cases and entertainment law issues. He has handled a lot of uh, my entertainment stuff as well as those of uh, guests on the show and listeners. So you need a lawyer, sure, you can consult me, but uh, if you want a free consultation from the best, uh, don't take any chances contact my friend Scott Shapiro. His number 312-648-8800 or check out his website scottshapirolegal.com. There are other Scott Shapiros. Make sure you call the right one 312-648-8800 or scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you and he will be very happy. Hey singles only folks, have I ever uh, steered you wrong? Have I ever, you know, giving you bad advice. I've been here for four years now for some of you guys. The longest relationship I've ever been in is with this podcast. And uh, I've given you everything I can. I brought guests that have informed you, entertained you, told you how to date, told you how not to date. And now I'm bringing you another tool, a superpower, if you will. It's called the Keys Dating Keyboard. You download this app and it saves you thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in dating. What it is is it has messages for every situation, breaking the ice, being flirty, responding to something that was asked of you, um, or most importantly, breaking up with someone or ending things. Instead of ghosting, you can be a responsible person and choose multiple different responses. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. When I saw this app, I was like, I need to, I need to get this to my folks. And, you know, it's been proven that uh, singles spend over 8,000 messages, you know, hours on apps uh, until they find what they're looking for. Well, this is going to save you so much more time. It's a free app for you guys. That's what I'm going to do for you. You guys download the app. It's uh, if you if you Google 
dating keyboard keys or uh, keys keyboard. Um, it's going to pop up. Promo code, singles only, free. Boom. Don't tell me I don't do anything for you guys. So this is, it's being, you know, it, only certain people have access to this, but you guys are going to be ones that have it. You guys are basically going to be testers on this app. And um, I'm inviting you to listen to this, to use it, and uh, before it's released to the general public, tell me what you think. Download the app, use the password, singles only to get in. Anyone that signs up will be free for one year. One year of free usage. I don't know what else to tell you. I am doing everything I can to get you guys to stop listening to this podcast and, and find love, whatever the hell that means. Keys, dating, keyboard. Promo code, singles only. You're welcome. I bet you, like, if you look in hindsight, it's probably like there's a, fr- a certain trigger of certain years. It's like, okay, people evolve, right? Sure. I mean, you've evolved. Sure. She's evolved. And you gave up this uh, career in comedy uh, or the dream of comedy. Yeah, the dream least. of it, at least. And you now you can go back to it, which sure. is good. And uh, you still have most of your hair. Yeah. And uh, you're in good shape. Yeah. So you can, and you're on stages where you have opportunities. Sure. Have you seized on those yet? You mean like with women? Yeah. Uh, not not as a direct result of comedy. I've okay. had two. I've had two. What would be called, I guess, rebound relationships. Relationships through what what apps and stuff. No, uh, the first one was. Please don't tell me you went back to a fucking chat room. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you can't go on those anymore. Yeah, I went right to geosities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, I'm on Snapchat now. Actually, Paul, no. one was a local girl that I had been friends with for a long time, okay. and we had always kind of gotten along. And there was always kind of an understood attraction, but there, I would have nev- never right. acted on it in a million years. 100%. Uh, but as soon as I was unfettered, then uh, <laughs> unfettered, let's get it on. So, yeah. But that you know that that was that was a mistake, and then there was another. Why one. was that a mistake? Well, she was a really good friend, and, and it, you ruined the relationship. And she ended it rather abruptly. And I would have happily, I'd still be with her right now. Okay, I, I liked her that much. So I lost my wife, and then I lost my first yeah. rebound relationship, and then another girl broke up with me right before the quarantine. <sighs> so I'm just right now. I'm just done. Yeah. I'm just I'm focusing on like all the self care I possibly yeah. can, and my kid. I've got three kids to keep me busy half the month. I got them, you know, every other week. Oh, that's good. So I, you know, I did I did all the you know I I didn't do all the apps, but I did I did Tinder for a while when I first after the divorce was fine. I didn't do anything after until the divorce was finalized because I didn't want anything sure. to harm any of the proceedings. And is, there, is it no fault here, or is it fault and divorce here? Um, I don't know. I, don't, I believe it's it's no fault. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And it was. It was like I said. It was logistically. It was amicable. Yeah. And so I got. I got on Tinder for about six weeks, and I made some matches, but I never. I never met up with anybody. It just. It That's felt more of a hookup app. It I felt think. really gross. Yeah. Yeah. And but, I'm really. I'm really a relationship guy. Yeah, I can see that. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm a Capricorn, and they're, we're all about loyalty. Did you and, just say you're a Capricorn? So a, that's. So you're. You believe in the horoscope still? I um. I don't believe in the predictive element of health okay. horoscopes. I do believe in the uh, personality trait. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm like a half believer. So that, so the fact that you are like that, a lot of women are into that too. Right. And that can, the fact that you knew that about yourself, probably 12, 20% of the people listening right now are like, really? Yeah. <laughs> he knows that. Cause when people try to explain it to me, I'm like, I tune out. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I, yeah. And I do believe there is something to it, but it's like, 
there's also something to the fact that maybe, you know, I, I drank too much caffeine today and it's going to affect my, my, uh, my energy levels. Absolutely. So, sure. So yeah. Like, everything is an effect. Like you, when you do like when you do the horoscope thing in your, in your act, like I don't, believe, oh, yeah. I don't read my horoscope every day and find out what my future is, but I do believe that all Cap because every Capricorn I've ever met, Will you not date people because of their horoscope thing? Or their I don't. Story? I don't go that far with it. Like I don't even know which ones I'm most okay compatible with. But I would be interested in finding that out. It'd be okay. interesting. But I to do see, know that. Did the, you find out what your ex was and see if that was uh, how that worked into the? I don't know if I, I think she's a Leo. Whatever August, middle of August is. I think that's Leo. But they're I, the trouble ones too. Actually. Are they? I don't know. I don't know. Libras I think the Gemini's were because they're like two faced. But anyway, <laughs> Capricorns are really stubborn. And hard to get along with. And I've dated two Capricorn women, and that it was exactly that. Yeah. Power struggle. Like, really sexually charged and, like, passionate, but fucking arguing okay, about but here's, butting heads over everything. See, that describes thing. me, but I'm an Aquarius. But, but then, see, you're real close. But I'm, that's what people say. But then they changed it recently. Like, if you're that's on the bullshit. cusp. I don't believe that. Then I'm like, okay, so all these years, now there's a new thing. Yeah, now there's thing. a What is it called? It's some weird. And they add, they, just like certain things. That, yeah, the, I'm the supposed to be an Aquarius change. now, and it's okay. bullshit. I'm claiming Capricorn. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not changing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see what that Like I said, I, it's not my religion. I just, <laughs> I think it's. I well, think we it's, don't know what your religion is. So you've changed twice <laughs> I'm, now, I'm at bouncing, least. I'm bouncing around quite a bit. Have you tried Buddhism? No, I'm just saying. But um, what about. The um, how about after shows? You haven't been that hasn't worked to your advantage. Could women come in and talk to you? I feel like there was there was one at the we, show recently we just did. Well, she was. I think she was into everybody yeah. except for her husband. But <laughs> I did when I hosted Tulsa. I hosted Tulsa like, and this is this is a this is a story. So I the marriage started crumbling November of 2018, early December, a couple weeks before. Christmas, I hosted the Tulsa Looney Bin. Yeah. And I'm I'm in no type of emotional state to be doing comedy. But I had already agreed to it and Terry, you know, I'm not gonna say no. Yeah. And so I go and do it. I'm just in a I'm just a train wreck. I'm barely getting through You're driving there and driving. I'm driving back. there and driving back every night because okay. I still have a regular job. And there was, I think after the Saturday, the early Saturday show or the early Friday show, there was two girls who had pre-gamed really hard. They came to the show and then afterwards were, so I was offered, yeah, I was offered a double blowjob out in their car. And? In between, no. No. Why not? Because I was still married and trying to, I was, I was only, I still thought I had hope. Yeah. Right. I still thought I was trying to like. (sighs) you know, cling together, you know, scraps of this marriage that I was trying to put, keep together. So I wasn't going to do anything. And how mad are you now that you didn't do the double blow job? Only a little. <laughs> I think there'll be other me, opportunities. The biggest thing for me when I, when a, when a relationship fails or someone in your, if I was in your situation where there were signs before and uh, I wasn't told, or they had already checked out. Right. I just think about from that time frame of what uh, what opportunities I miss, whether it's you know with other women or job opportunities or whatever, sure. because I was invested in the relationship. Right. And that's what the biggest problem I have when I end a relationship is I don't want to waste people's time. Right. And to me, like she wasted an opportunity, which for for all practical purposes, for for people is a once in a lifetime double blowjob. Right, I mean, right. I've never had one. Right. Um 
I don't know if anybody uh, listening has ever had one. Right. And just to say that you've experienced it would have been nice. It would be nice. Yeah, I mean, that's something you could tell to your, to your church pastor. Exactly. Be like, exactly. just so you know. Pass that down to my son. Yeah, right. Here's what you got to live up to, boy. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so have you gone back to that club to be like, hey, no, <laughs> can I get the email list? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do I track these girls down? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think that that's, uh, oh, wow. Um, okay, so you missed out on that. Um, have you, that's the only thing that's ever happened in terms of In terms shows? of comedy related, yeah, because I mean, I was, I was married the whole time. Yeah, well, now and, you're not. It's and been now two I'm years, not. almost. And she, you know, she was the one who encouraged me to get back into comedy. So we went on, we went on a cruise with my parents in 2012, and we went to go see the comic on the ship. And uh, you know how that probably goes, they're either... <laughs> Really good or really bad. Yeah, and this this guy was really he was really good, but he would have done better in a he would have done better in a club. Okay, he, he was a anyway. I laughed out loud maybe three times, and it, it's hard to make me laugh sure. really hard anyway. And you know, and I and I was leaning over to my wife and calling half of his punches, and yeah, we talked to him afterwards, and he gave me his card, and he told me how much they made and all the you know the good money they make on the cruise ships. Yeah, it's good money. Yeah, and so well, well it used to be. Now. It, yeah, I don't know what it is now, but. Anyway, so after the show, my wife says, you, you really should get back into comedy. And I said, are you sure? And she said, yeah. I said, okay, because it's going to be really hard. And I'm, four, I'm 40 years old now, or 39 at the time. And it's, I won't make any money for a really long time. And it's, I'm going to be gone a lot. And she said, yep, 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 yep. It's all fine. It's all great. Very supportive. And so I started. I started as soon as I got off the ship, I started writing stuff. And I spent the, you know, the rest of 2012 writing material. And I started doing... Mike's again in 2013. And so she was all part of that. You know, the reason I'm sitting here with you now is, is because she encouraged me to get yeah, back into well, comedy seven years ago. So that's a positive. And, and, but then, but then towards the end, she was resentful towards me for not making enough money. It's like, well, you asked me to do right. this. You know, you're, you were the one that, a, shove, that a, was shoving me out the door. It's a fucked up life we have. Yeah. 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 But I, I still don't know, like, I guess you wouldn't have been in a position to be offered a double blowjob if she hadn't encouraged you to go back to comedy. Right, right. So, right, yeah. I guess we can't blame her for that. No, no. <laughs> I hope that you get that opportunity We'll again. see. I don't know. Are you, um, have you tried the other apps? I mean, Tinder's a little wonkier, but you guys have Bumble and Hinge and stuff here. I I really have no interest in it right okay. now. I'm, I'm, women are really like the lowest priority they possibly why is that i just don't i I just don't want the complications like i'm i'm doing actually okay right now solo solo like i'm really pretty happy yeah as happy that's good as happy as a stand-up comedian a recently divorced stand-up comedian could be yes yeah you just wait for another opportunity for yeah i'm just i'm you know and it sounds kind of hokey and you know spiritual or what but i'm just trying to i think if i get myself to a place where i'm the best version of myself then i'll uh, then i'll attract the right person that's a great at that time i'm not trying to i'm not trying to waste time with anybody because i really do think i want to be married again that's what i was going to ask you this whole thing hasn't soured me on marriage that's good um but fuck it better be it really better be for real the next i'm not going to do i'm not going to be four times divorced and keep trying these people and trying you're not going to get it's not going to happen no. four times here's the yeah, thing or i'm going to i'm going to i'm going gonna, gonna to get married again the second time for life or i'm going to be a monk yeah i'm just going to move those are the two that, options that, i'm going to learn how i'm going to be those guys that they heat up the wet towels 
with, yes. their, with their with their with their body with their meditation. Yes, that's, you that, can that's, do that. Yeah, those are my options. I think that you are in a better place because now uh, you don't have a you don't have a a clock running right because you've you've had children already. Mm-hmm. You are look. You're focused. I've had a vasectomy. I can't. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, if that girl can a get dream past for a lot of women. if they can get past the mustache, yeah, I'm yeah. a pretty good catch. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you have the mustache then? Did you have it all? all no. The time? Well, it's the mustache is. The mustache is, see, okay, so I've always had facial hair my entire life. Sure. I've got good facial hair genes from my dad. He's always had a beard or a goatee. And so the second I turned 18 or, you know, I, I, I started growing it out. And A mustache uh, or a beard? I've, I've, had, I've had everything. Okay, but when I've you were 18, fr- you grew I've out had, a mustache? I've had, no, I had like a full goatee. Fair. And then uh, mid-20s. That was 20, the style. And then mid-20s, I had the Fred Durst, just the solo, go- like just on the chin, but no mustache. <laughs> yes. I did that for a few years. Rest in peace, Limbiscuit. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, came out here and then ended up getting into the Air National Guard in 2004. And of course, in the military, you can't have any fish, facial hair except a mustache. So I started growing out a mustache, and my ex-wife really didn't like it. Yeah. So she she likes me with a goatee and even with the beard, but she really does not like the mustache. So I said that's fine, but we were in the guard anyway, so I only I was only part-time, so I only had to shave once a month for for drill and the rest of the month I could grow it out. So once the divorce happened, like, well, I don't know, I don't have anybody telling me I can't have a mustache. So you're doing it out of spite. It's a little bit out of spite and it's a little bit out of the out of that I I just think I look better with facial hair. I just I mean, I, it's, me it's, clean shaven is not it's not a good look. Me I with agree. a beard is is my favorite, but it's like it's all gray now, and I can't have it anyway because of my job. So the you mustache can't have it because of your job because of the, I'm, I'm full you time. Still have to go. Okay. I'm full time in the Air National Guard now. So yeah, we, we got to be yeah. It's all got to be off your chin. Anyway. I just think that it's really hard to pull off uh, a mustache for a man under fifty who's not ethnic. Right. Like, I think if you're you Middle Eastern or black, get, you can pull it off. You automatically get child molester, cop. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. hard to pull off. But it is. I mean, for a comedy, it works because you can, you mm-hmm. have to address it. Yeah. And I think you do. So it's, it's funny. Right. But uh, I, it's going to be hard. You, you, it, whatever uh, app you use, you got to be like, the mustache stays. Baby. I even put that in my Tinder profile. I said, I, and I have a mustache deal with it or something like yeah. that. It's just, yeah, I'm not going to. It's going to be a question that's asked of people. Like, right. why? And the backstory is good. So, yeah, you can do it. I, I'm really not trying to do anything to make anybody else happy other than myself right now. <laughs> and that's the way it should be right, right now. Right. Well, that's great. Ben, uh, this is a great story. I hope next time I'm in Oklahoma, you are you find that woman. And, uh, and you really do deserve it because you are working on yourself and you, uh, in your situation, I always say marriage is an outdated institution, which I still think is, but I think for you, if it's something you want, you should get it. Yeah. Where can people find you and your mustache online uh, and stuff? At Ben Flint Comedy on Instagram and Facebook. And that's it. Okay. No, yeah. No Twitter. Pretty simple. At Ben Flint Comedy. I, I hope to next time I see you too before you get married again that you find those women that offered you. Maybe that. we can track them down together. Yeah. I'll, well, next time I'm in Tulsa, I'm gonna be like, I heard there's a crew. Yeah. <laughs> see what's up. So I've heard services are available. <laughs> I will have a mustache next time I'm in Tulsa. Absolutely. See if that helps. All right. Thanks, Ben. I really appreciate it. That thanks, was fun. Paul. Thanks everyone for listening, and please email us with your thoughts. Pfarvar at gmail.com. Oh!